0: That's NOom.com dot com to sign up for your trial today. So I'm here today with
1: arguably one of the best pitchers in baseball right now, literally top five in ERA, in FIP, in WHIP, in K percentage, truly one of the best four-seam ba- pitches, four-seam fastballs, excuse me, in all of baseball right now. A new splitter, a new sweeper, still missing a lot of bats with that slider as well. That is, of course, the one, the only Joe Ryan. Joe, thanks so much for joining me, man How you doing? Thanks for having
2: me, man. It's, it's good to be here, nice sunny day, and... Uh... L.A. and Dodger Stadium looking
1: great. Good. So let's start with that four-seamer. Not joking. Truly one of the best in baseball right now. Leads the AL uh, in WOBA among righties right now. Elite-induced vertical break, right? Fantastic carry on the pitch. You just sit at the top of the zone super effectively with it, but you're sitting 92, 93. When did you realize that this was a dominant pitch for you, even without that elite, elite top-end velocity? Um, I don't know. I've thrown a lot of fastballs my whole life. So I think through
2: Little League and high school and um, college and minor league ball. Um, I was talking to a pitching coach about it the other day, and there was coaches that were telling me even, like, coming through the minors, like, hey, that that pitch isn't going to work at the next level. You're going to need to throw this. You're going to need to throw that. Like, uh, you're throwing it at 70% now. It's going to look like 20% then and i was like all right like and then you get the next level and they'd be like all right keep throwing it next time you'll work on the next level and it's like so you keep throwing it and um yeah it's it's been effective so just want to keep hammering that in there and use it um but i think also focusing on not just having uh one weapon and opening up some doors with the uh split change this off season opening up some more opportunities with the sweeper at the end of last year and then just kind of honing that in in the offseason has been super helpful for me.
1: So, all right, one of the things that we're always fascinated about at pitcherless is like the the mental aspect of the game. So talk about that relationship then. I mean, like there's so many people in baseball who want to reach out to you via Instagram or tag you on Twitter or whatever or whatever, try to reach you and say, oh, man, you should do this or you should do that. You just said it yourself, right? You knew that that four seam was good. Talk about that, that mental side of the game. How did you know to stick with it and to kind of ignore all that other stuff? I think just looking at the game and seeing how it plays
2: out, I think you're always going to throw the fastball, regardless if you have a good one or not. Um, just to try to steal strikes or however guys use it differently. Um, and for me, I think just throwing it and just seeing the success that I was having with it, um, just, I think it just builds confidence there to keep using it and uh, to not really, I don't want to say not listen, but not listen. Yeah. Um, and just just listen to the hitters instead of listening to what should be happening or shouldn't be happening um, and just focus on what you can control. And then also recognize the suggestions and, and maybe sometimes there is a spot there where you can add in a little bit more uh, off-speed and stuff. Like I, I feel like I've been doing a little bit more this year mm. and using uh, yeah,
1: using some other resources and getting getting some information. You mentioned last year in this article on Fangraphs about struggling to find that kind of traditional slider with your arm yeah. path, right? And then you add the sweeper this year, and I've kind of noticed that there's been some variety with the sweeper and the slider, right? The last start against the Cubs, I think it was about a plus-two-induced vertical break. The start before that against the Guardians, like a negative-four-induced vertical break. Is this a pitch that you're kind of still just, like, Looking for the balance for and what the right usage is, or is this just a, a case by case? Yeah, it's case by case, I'd say. So,
2: just working on some other things and just some other options there. So, um, yeah, the, the higher vertical break last time was adding in like a, a different grip and just trying to model some new pitches in there and just see what other options we have. Um, and then I'm, I throw two different grips with the sweeper. So, I have one that gets a little bit more negative and a, one that gets a little bit more. Um, velocity um with the horizontal so um yeah I think I mean last year I was throwing the same grip and then at the end of the year and it was like 78 to 81 I think I did something like 82 and it was between like seven horizontal and like 12 to 13 and then later uh in the the off season when we honed it in we really figured out that spike was like very, very beneficial for me um then it kind of like took off so the velo went down a bit with that pitch and it's been I don't know kind of around that same area like 70 78 to 80 but I was throwing them where I was getting like 24 inches of horizontal movement and it's like that's probably too much for me got gotcha. you um but then I think we just figured like okay let's get a little bit more velocity so I kind of like modified this grip that um, yeah, it's a little different, okay. and that's like a little a little harder for me. Like right away, it went up like four miles an hour, oh, nice. so that was kind of nice. Um, shortened the the wasn't carrying it or throwing it at twenty four, but um, yeah. So I think just like playing around with that has been really helpful, and then yeah, just understanding that spin pitch is is uh, it's been good. I think just being able to zone
1: it a lot more and yeah, use it when I want to. You threw a, I think it was the bottom of the third. Uh, two on, two out, perfect gyro slider to Cody Bellinger. Yeah, registered as a splitter. Wait, registered as a On that, the board, on the board, yeah. That pitch was yeah. nasty. So is that where you're trying to get that gyro slider pretty consistently? I, yeah, I mean, we're, we've been throwing it a little bit more, and um, it was good. It was, that was the first
2: start we threw it, so it was nice to get it in there. and beautiful. Yeah, so it feels good. I think just continuing to work on things is always the name of the game for me, and just I don't want to, like, overhaul things and get too, like, ahead of myself there. But um, I think just always just trying to get better and work
1: on stuff is – it helps me – keep everything fresh, too, throughout the season. So that's a great transition to the new splitter that you're throwing. Like, a lot of guys move to a splitter, and sometimes we see that there's a lack of consistency with the pitch, yeah. right? You hear that it's a very difficult pitch to get consistently. Your zone rate on the pitch is 90th percentile in baseball right yeah. now. You seem to have a feel like a feel for the pitch, a really good relationship with the pitch. Do you feel that you've found some consistency with it? I mean, it's new. That's impressive.
2: Absolutely. I think uh, I listened to... Uh, so I went to Drive one this offseason, and, and they... It was a lot different than I expected. Like, there's always, like, this idea. It's like, oh, just go out there and throw hard and, like, just chase velo and all that. And, like, that wasn't the focus at all. There's a lot more to it. So that was awesome for me to just kind of be... woken up to I guess you could say where it's it's a lot different than I was expecting so we went in and they were saying hey a splitter is probably gonna be the best option for you because the traditional change-up grip that I was doing last year it was just a little bit inconsistent and I was kind of, I would have to, because I, like, naturally pronate a lot, like, I would have to kind of, like, look at, like, a Devin Williams and, like, get there and kind of, like, roll it over a lot to get the depth that I was looking for. Um, the depths were just inconsistent. I'd throw some at zero line or four vert and get really good um, action on it, but I would have, like, 22 inches of horizontal movement or something, and it's, like, that's just, like... A, a lot to handle with yeah. a pitch, a fade pitch there. So we were just trying to get something that's like a little bit um, truer. And I think just the grip that I was able to find, I kind of stole it from Gossman, I guess. Like, mm. um, and I watched his Pitching Ninja interview, and they were just saying how, um, like, how his finger w- was positioned, and I was like throwing like a traditional split. It was throwing at 70 miles an hour or something. Yeah. So like a little differently, but. Um, I understood that like the ones that I got behind and spun with my fingertips would carry more and the ones that I just use the pressure the inside of my knuckles on would drop and get the action we wanted so then for consistency and um, just like pitch feel I figured like if I just I want to feel this like middle knuckle so I just decided to like bend that because what Gossman does yeah and then I just kind of like it's not. I'm not really like splitting my fingers and like I don't feel like they're like oh you want to feel tension between there like I don't feel any of that tension I just feel like it's more like I'm throwing a change up like a traditional change up but it's just like coming off these three fingers instead of like the split the split for me just takes the index finger out of the equation.
1: I mean, the index finger is the reason my fastball, like, does what it does. So, yeah. So, I mean, was it difficult to... It sounds like you're talking about a bunch of different physical cues then. You're you're talking about... It it was more evolution, I'd say. So, like,
2: I learned, like, the two knuckles were what were helping the split, getting the tips of the fingers out of there, because I really emphasized those on my fastball. And then um, bending, like, just bending the index finger gets me to the inside of the knuckle Gotcha. so I was able to just like pretty quickly like get this feel and that was almost shocking to me like how quickly uh, laying it up at driveline was able to just help me out with like, we, it was the second, the first pitch design, we got the action we wanted. And then the third one, like, or second one, we just, like, it was, like, locked in. And I was, like, kind of surprised. So then we went to the offseason, throwing it more. And it's weird because I was just, I was, I would play catch with it. And when you're playing catch at, like, a low velocity, low intensity, the action is, like, it's going to cut a little bit more. It's going to do different things. But just trying to separate that from, like what you're expecting, and when you get on the mound, and it definitely took a little bit, but I think being able to go to Arizona and, and be in Arizona and work with uh, Chris at DriveLine really helps, and just having that resource in the off season yeah. um, was a was a game changer for me to be able to just go down there, work in Arizona, work with DriveLine guys, and like just lock it in with every all the technology there. Was
0: when it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. you decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today.
1: Two more questions if you don't yeah. mind yet. The obviously a lot of rule changes in the game. Yeah, pitching's super mental, right? I'm not even worried about the conversation about the pitch clock and injuries. What I'm curious about is the pitch clock and mentality, right? Like, how, how have you noticed a shift in the mental aspect of pitching with that pitch clock introduced? Is that quiet the mind more, yeah. or does it make you more think about things? I don't know. I, I I
2: to be honest, like I've only had a couple instances where it's just been like an annoying factor. Where like I think I think it's they said there would be a little bit more grace with it and a little bit more feel. And I think that that's something that they could definitely work on. I think, I mean, I've I've been at the uh, advantage of it, I think once where I got a a, a strike three call and someone taking too long, but it's, I don't know, that that feels kind of like weird to the game. I think especially, like, there they was that, like, mock-up of Bryce Harper, right, getting punched out mm-hmm. when the, Bra- the Braves won the game in spring training on that. Yeah. Or the in t- a tie, and you're like... It's yeah. kind of like like that would be kind of if, if a moment like that is tainted off a pitch clock violation yeah, in or vice versa, right? Like if he's in a one-two a one, count where that's a, a really great count for a pitcher and then it goes to a two-two or a two-two to a three-two based on a, a clock violation, I think there needs to be a little bit more grace there. Like if it's, if it's an egregious violation, yeah, that's sure. that, that merits that call, but I think that... Routinely, it's it, it doesn't happen a whole lot, so like it's hard to say. But I think there needs to be a little bit more grace there. I think that there are certain clock operators that don't do a, a great job of like maintaining that, and then there becomes this like awkward time when you're looking at the umpire and it's like it's a reset, and they're like, no, it's not, and it's like, well, you just wasted three seconds arguing about this. And you want to also we've be been the game thinking about right. what's my next pitch, right? So it's like there's other things to focus on. I think certain times, like. and, and It's just, it's kind of stupid, I think, too, because, like, it's different. Like, if an umpire is talking to someone on the sideline which is fine right like that's part of the game like talk to the he's doing a sticky check or whatever but I'm going out there to go to the mound um, there needs to be a little bit more grace with that where like the clock's ticking down I'm waiting for a ball and it's like if like every inning counts every pitch counts for me so like I want to take advantage of my warm-up pitches especially and right so like I I don't want to be waiting out there for a second even like I need a, a ball right then and like if a ball skips in the dirt like I, you don't have three seconds because you're not going to give it to me so like you need to be looking at me and give me the ball um and I don't want to like add this extra stress for umpires or anyone else I think there needs to be a little bit more grace for the between innings I think guys have that's been pretty consistent where guys would be saying like hey just like let the between innings clock go all the way down and then we we start at 15 seconds when the pitcher gets the ball and everything goes like I think that would be fun um, or a smarter decision for the league to go forward with yeah. um, and then I think maybe like 18 seconds or something instead of 15 sure. would be smarter um, just for everyone it's just it make I think it just makes the game a little smoother I think the clock definitely has a place where yeah it's going to keep the game moving a little bit better. It, it definitely does. I think that's that's great mm-hmm. for everyone. So I think we I think there's a spot for that, but I think that there's there's ways to improve the process. I think, yeah, it just
1: gotcha. that'd be better. Now you, you've been with the twins your entire career, right? This year, you're dominating. Sonny Gray is dominating, Pablo Lopez has been absolutely fantastic as well. Have you noticed an organizational shift or a mindset shift with the twins in terms of pitching? I think we just try to keep it simple and mm-hmm. Focus on pitching I think having, having great pitchers on the
2: staff too just as resources to kind of pick the brains of as yeah. far as pitch development side as far as routines um, everything is in there so I think it's been yeah it's always it's always good to have other other good pitchers on the staff and be able to learn from them
1: Rip. lastly my favorite question as a pitcher okay. off the top of your head right one pitch like if I asked you to think about one pitch that sticks out to you in your career uh, strikeout you got a okay. home run you gave up is there one pitch that, like, immediately comes to mind? Is like, maybe it's a defining moment. Maybe it's not. What is that one pitch? I don't know. Um, one pitch.
2: I'm, like, running through a ton of pitches. So. <laughs> yeah, I've um, never... That you know, was great, and I don't know. Um, I mean, I think spring training this year, Getting, I got, like, I think, three strikeouts in my first... I don't know if it was my first... I threw against the Orioles, whenever that was. I don't know what game that was, lined up was. Um, but my, I got the splitter, like... I was thrown in a little weird for a couple... For an outing, one outing, and I, like... We didn't like it, so I all right, I don't don't know what's going on with it, whatever. And then we were like, oh, I'm holding it like totally wrong. I just like kind of like was like weird grip with it. And I just like got consistent again with this. And it felt, it feels like so easy that sometimes I was like trying to like, oh, it needs to be doing more or something like that. And so then I just got it and I got three, three strikeouts, I think in the inning and like a bunch of them came on that. So I was like, that was a huge stepping stone for me. Um, just for confidence with that pitch specifically. Um, I think just like throwing the fastball in the big leagues my first little getting my feet wet and just having success with it yeah was pretty pretty big for me i think just like from what i had been told like the whole time like oh it's not gonna work and yeah. this and that i think that really helps when it does work and then um yeah i mean i think being able to adapt into the sweepers at the end of last year and just like seeing what the other slider was at and then being able to make the adjustment on that, that pitch and just that really helped me understand spin and like yeah. um The possibilities of like what spin pitchers can do. Um, Yeah, just seeing like where I can put my fastball in different locations too really helps. That's perfect. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks.